He didn't continue it with me. Like, you did a dramatic was, pause and everything. I was doing the drums. I don't know if you could hear it, but I was like... Oh, no, I couldn't hear it. And I was like... Oh, I can hear it now. Okay, okay. Well, maybe they'll come through on the audio. If it won't, then, you know, we got the dramatic pause. It's fine. Welcome back to Northern Steel episode number 51. James Ferrier. Some, somebody else, 51. Chris, name it, go. Uh, Nick Herbig, baby. Ah, a little preview to what today's about. We're going to be talking about training camp. They passed 11 practices quickly in a in a fast format because guess what, guys? There is a Steelers game on tonight. Woo-hoo! Get ready, yes. boys, girls, and everything in between because there's a Steelers game on tonight, okay? We're ready to go. We're ready to party. We're going to talk about training camp. We're going to preview the preseason game. And if you're just a fan of all NFL teams, we're going to talk a little bit about all the games, who to watch for, who to look out for. But first, Chris, let's talk about some training camp. What do you let's say? Let's do it. Let's dive let's make in. A brief, let's make it snappy. Training camp. Let's, uh, why don't you give me some, pe- what, what stood out to you in training camp? Some quick some quick notes about it. I know we talked about some camp battles looking forward to have those camp battles been brought to your attention. Have you enjoyed watching the battles that you wanted to see? Uh, well, having the camp battles uh, right off the top of my head and not with a list right in front of me. Uh, yeah, I would say <laughs> Perfect. Um, the camp battles have gone kind of exactly how you anticipated some of them to go. Um, and there's a, a few things in there in camp where you're like, uh, who's doing what now? And uh, obviously, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, yeah, man, camp came in red hot, uh, getting all the things that we wanted out of this camp uh, and, and, and a little more, to be honest. I, I feel like the, it's been really exciting seeing clips and, and hearing all the good words uh, so I don't know. Let's we should dive right into that. Uh, let's talk about one of the biggest battles right off the bat was uh, Broderick Jones against Dan Moore. You know, if you listen to Steelers podcasts, you know that the market is very saturated. There's Steelers podcasts everywhere, a lot more that are interesting than ours, and one of them being Big Ben's podcast. And it's funny because he wrote down notes. So I really thought that Big Ben was paying attention. This is not a knock on Big Ben. He's a busy guy. But he just likes Dan Moore because he played with Dan Moore. So he said, I got to talk about the competition between Dan Moore and Broderick Jones. And I've been hearing some good things that Dan Dan Moore is really killing it. And he's not giving up that spot easily. Where I disagree. I've been hearing (laughs) not that. I've been hearing that he I've been hearing that he's not not that he's been doing bad, but he's been doing okay. Alex Highsmith's been tearing him up, but Alex Highsmith has been tearing everybody up. Good on you, Alex Highsmith. And I've been hearing that he's been doing okay. However, I've been hearing Roderick Jones, very good at, at run pass uh, blocking, or sorry, that doesn't make any sense, run blocking, but not as good in pass pro right now, which is to be expected. We didn't expect him to start right away. However, I think the ideal situation is because I've been hearing Chucks has been doing not very well, will be Dan Moore taking Chooks Korofor's spot eventually at right tackle. What say you, Chris? And that's exactly what we were talking about on our last podcast, especially when we were kind of 
thinking about the different directions that this offensive line may go, obviously this is the first time in uh, my whole life that we've actually had depth at the offensive line in, in all the positions, which has been kind of nice. Uh, but th- that was something that I brought up the last time was if we're going hot and heavy with Broderick Jones over on the left tackle side, and if Dan Moore is trying to prove himself and keep a spot on that team, they're going to be shifting him over to that right tackle, which we tackles were not great uh, leading up to this. And I'm glad right. that we're finally getting a guy in Broderick Jones. Uh, he uh, showed some flashes of uh, greatness uh, in in camp. Obviously, he struggled at times, as many rookies do. Uh, but he's he's learning. He's 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 getting coached and everything. So. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of tough to say where he's gonna be come the start of the season. I know uh, the 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 freak out among Steeler fans right now when the depth chart was released, uh, which uh, word of the wise that means absolutely nothing. Correct. Um, so just just be on the lookout. I'm 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 still sure these next three games are gonna tell us a lot as far as. You know who's going to end up starting at the season? Where players might be shifting to what positions? You know, thing things like that to look out for. And it's funny because last year when we talked about Kenny Pickett being a rookie, you and I tried to talk about when's the right spot to play Kenny Pickett. Should it be at Week Four against the Jets? Should it be later so he's not being tossed in the fire against the Bills and against the Eagles? Uh, hilariously enough, that is exactly what happened to him. But the same conversation, I think happens about Braddock Jones. Do you wait and you play him a little bit later, maybe after the bye week, or do you play him right away, toss him into the fire, and it goes against Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett back-to-back weeks one and two? That can really make or break someone's confidence, but, you know, the Steelers don't shy away from competition and from sharpening that sword of talent that they can get. So... That is what's going on. Make sure you're watching out for Broderick Jones. We're going to talk about players to watch for soon. Another camp battle we don't want to talk about was uh, cornerbacks. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. doing really well. Unfortunately, Corey Trice had the leg injury. He's out for the Duh. rest of the year. Torn Achilles, I believe. Right, Chris? Is that what is that it was? What it was? I, I was ACL. thought it was knee again. I thought it was ACL again. Regardless, it's very unfortunate he's had injuries coming out of college. That was why he was drafted so low. But the whole point was, hey, if you can stay healthy, what a value pick that would be to get uh, Corey Trice in a late round. But alas, injured again. He was having a good camp as well. But Joy Porter having a really good camp. What do you think about Joy Porter, Chris? Uh, Joey Porter has been impressive, I think. I, I think, obviously, coming into a situation like this, when you have guys... Uh, to go up against such as uh, DJ, who's the king at separation, George Pickens, who's uh, not afraid to get in your face and also make splash catches against you, uh, and even a veteran like uh, Allen Robinson. I think Joey Porter held his own. Granted, early on, I was, I was getting a little hesitant there because uh, yeah, George Pickens was kind of making him look like a, a, a fool out there, but it's not like he was just straight up getting open. Uh, George was just doing George things, uh, making one-handed grabs. I don't know how the heck you cover it. But uh, no, I, I think he's been doing really well. I, I listened to a little bit of uh, All Things Covered with Brian McFadden and Patrick Peterson. I know they're uh, a podcast that's more interesting than yeah, ours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out to those guys. I love listening to them. <laughs> but, um, you know, Pat Pete 
said it too. And he's like, uh, a way I can sense that he's maturing fast and learning is he goes, before every practice, I ask him one thing uh, that he likes, that he wants to work on and get better at. And he's starting to say the same answer every time. And uh, to Pat P, that seems like the, the best thing because he wants to focus on one thing and, and figure out his craft. He wants to become really good at the thing that he's going to be probably use 90% of the time. And if he can lock down that thing, gosh, I mean, I think JPJ with his length, size, athleticism, I think he's going to turn some heads this year. I think uh, not to go talk about the receivers quite yet, but obviously with the George Pickens thing, he's been going off in camp just like he did last year, and he's definitely got a different step. We'll talk about that briefly shortly soon. Stay tuned. But with Joey Porter, I think he's been also very impressive. He has uh, he only had one pick in college. He's already had three picks in training camp. Um, he's He's been working at the jugs machine. He's been working, like you said, on his craft. He wants to learn. When he's getting beat by George, he takes that with – a grain of salt. He's using that to get better. He's not getting overly angry at things. They're having actual competition. Even George is enjoying the competition with him and gives him his his flowers when he deserves so. Um, the only thing with Joey right now that he just had a bad practice was on a tackling drill. So something to look out for when we get to the game and, and things to watch out for. But I think he's really good. And again, uh, with Big Ben's podcast, <laughs> something that I thought he was also saying wrong was he said that Joey Porter doesn't need to start right away. It's like a quarterback position where you have Pat Pete and Levi on the outside. He doesn't need to contribute right away. He can ease into it, and and the pressure's off of him. And again, I disagree because Pat Pete's been playing everywhere in training camp, and I think the idea is to use Pat Pete all over the place. So is that less pressure for him to start right away? Yes, because Patrick Peterson is there. But in an ideal situation, I think the way the Steelers want to play defense this year you're, we, they're going to need JPJ to step up and play outside so they can move Pat Pete inside. And that's the ideal situation that they want to play. If that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But that's what they want to do. And obviously it's hard too because, you know, we are going into the season with expectations of having both him and Corey Trice learn under um, Patrick Peterson. And so that's a whole scheme that's kind of thrown out the window because, and a, and a lot more reliance onto JPJ now because, you know, he he's the guy, right? I mean, we have we have other guys who are, are trying to make a spot on the team. We have James Pierre. We have uh, who who's Shannon uh, Sullivan. Kenny, Shannon Sullivan. Uh, Kenny Robinson is he or is he safety? Safety. He's safety. Okay. Uh, well, that's another day we can get to later. But um, you know, I I think there's a lot more weighing on his shoulders now that Corey is uh, not getting the reps that he needs. But uh, I think he like any other porter kind of likes the adversity he likes uh the pressure on him and uh, that's when they start yapping the most so uh I, i'm excited to see him uh today and then briefly let's talk about running backs we talked about the third running back spot and it seems like my boy the legend himself anthony mcfarland has got that spot on lock training camp darling last year training camp darling this year can he perform in the preseason is what to look out for but i uh, he's been good so far how does it feel to finally have Anthony Mack do some, uh, not math, <laughs> Mack, uh, uh, yeah, M- McFarland, <laughs> uh, yes. do something in training camp this year? He did something last year, I said. He was good Whatever, at training camp last dude. year. He was. He, he was training camp darling last year. McFarland was mid. No, you're mid. <laughs> no, my takes are mid. Get it right. That's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, 
He, I think he's been doing really well. He's been burning linebackers, as he should, with his speed and shiftiness, uh, including newly acquired Quan Alexander, uh, linebacker, which I don't think we were able to talk about uh, from our last podcast because it was before uh, training camp started. But Quan Alexander on the team, which is going to be huge. Um, but he's been doing really well in the past coverage drills, uh, has the speed for it. I'm really excited to watch for him, and I think he's got that third running back spot on lock, especially since the people under him have been fumbling and have been kind of not playing as well as they need to do to make the team in general. Moving on to, let's go back to defense. I just talked about them, the linebackers. We have Quan Alexander. We've heard about Alandon Roberts. We've heard about Cole Holcomb. What have you been hearing, Chris? What have you been excited to see from that training camp perspective? I'll be completely honest. I, I haven't heard a single thing about Landon Roberts this entire <laughs> okay. time. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, okay, let me, okay, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, it's, the things I've heard are the exact same things we knew going into it. Landon Roberts, is pl- uh, when the pads came on in training camp, is playing with speed and downhill to attack the run game. Cole Holcomb is actually doing very well at coverage linebacker, more of a um, personnel uh, communicator, more of a... Uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Leader? Uh, Captain? Sure, but I was thinking more of like, oh, another word with a brain. <laughs> cerebral. There we go. More of a, cere- a cerebral guy. Uh, mm. n- n- something that I clearly am not. And Quan Alexander <laughs> is kind of a mix between both. He is He is better at the run game and blitzing quarterbacks but he can do both if asked for. So that kind of dynamic that we thought was we were going to get from Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts is becoming true there, and Quan adding it to the mix just really rounds it out in the best way possible. So we don't have to rely on someone like Mark Robinson. I know he's a fan favorite, but we don't need to rely on him in as a third linebacker. He can still learn. He can still grow. That's their plan for him for those giant biceps he has. To, to stay I was going to say... He, and yes, Steeler fans, Mark Robinson continues to grow. He continues to learn. And when I say grow, I don't know if I mean as a football player. I just mean as a physical specimen because the dude is correct yoked. Uh, he is. But, but now he has more people to learn under. I, I think obviously the Steelers like him a lot. I think they're going to keep him uh, for sure through his rookie contract and the way that things are looking. So like, You'll see him in there. He's going to make some plays. He's going to not make some plays. But I just kind of expect him to be more of a, those blow-up packages, you know, blitzing in, seeing if he can get get to the quarterback or, or uh, get some tackles for losses. But that's kind of where I anticipate Mark Robinson being uh, in that whole thing. Now back to the other side of the ball, the wide receivers. Obviously, we talked about George Pickens. He's been going off in training camp, just like he did last year, making insane viral catches, one being the thumbnail to this podcast. But he is also, uh, there's also a bunch of other weapons on the offense uh, with the past catchers that have been playing very well. Chris, what do you think about those guys? Dom, there is exactly one name that stands above the rest, in my opinion. And it's uh, a guy that I hold near and dear to my heart. Most because when he stands straight up tall, his head rests on my chest because that's how tall he is. Uh, <laughs> st- st- standing at Damn. probably four eleven, uh, Calvin Austin. Nah, all, all nothing but love for Calvin Austin the third. This is something that we all 
wanted and we have all been waiting for. There's there's obviously fear where people are like, he's going to be a bust. He's a tree archer. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's, yep. but, but all of that aside, you cannot deny what he has done in this training camp. Not only does he provide that speed, that the elusiveness, everything in there, but like, he is making Kenny Pickett look like a deep quarterback throwing threat. Our boy uh -huh. Kenny P with the with the small hands. KP can't throw more than ten yet. No, I'm kidding. He can. He can. Small he can watch that thing. He can. Big D. Sense. Nice. Good save. Nice. 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 PG. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, uh, I I I would love to look up this the the tweet that Alex Kazora put out there of like Kenny's stats from last camp to this one and his yards uh, thrown downfield average has just increased exponentially. And a lot of that I think has to be contributed to Calvin Austin and, and the routes that he's going. I think he had like six touchdowns that were 40 plus yards. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's absolutely crazy. He's been making some very deep catches a lot frequently, which he did last year in camp before he got injured. So yeah, that's very exciting that he's he started off a little slow, but he's come on hot and he's continuing what he started last year in training camp. George Pickens route running is on a new level. We talked about how that needs to be the biggest part of his game because he kind of just caught 50-50 balls all last year. And now if he can get open to, whew, watch out. Good God almighty. DJ's doing DJ things, breaking ankles, getting open. I think he's going to be catching touchdowns this year, my boy. And uh, Allen Robinson, <laughs> what I've heard from him is that it, people have talked about Allen Robinson. What a bad pick. He's not the player he used to be. And what did you and I keep saying, Chris? He doesn't need to be. He's a third string wide receiver. And guess what I hear from camp? He's doing exactly what a third string wide receiver should do. Playing in the slot, picking up first downs, reliable hands. He's going to be a security blanket this year that we desperately need. Bro, I'm I'm holding back so much right now because literally like so many people said that was such a loss of a trade. What what did we trade for him? Literally a bag of chips, maybe? Right. Like right. like for for a free veteran player who's not even 30 yet and he's been in the league for 9 effing years. That's so impressive. And also the fact that like literally he connected with Kenny from the get-go. Right. Yep. Like they would stay after practice. They would run routes like he he even said that he's like, we have built such a connection in the short time. Kenny is such a leader and he's and he's developed. And like, I think I think they are going to be something that is going to be special. Obviously, I agree with you. Kenny and DJ. Oof. Kenny and George. Oof. Oof. Like Kenny, Kenny Allen, too. It's kind of giving me a. Uh, an Eli Rogers flair a little bit where it just kind of makes those spicy catches from the slot position. I think he might have a little more receiving yards and a little more play into the offense than Eli did. But a guy, you look at, you look at these three guys and then you throw Calvin Austin in there. Oof. Not to mention the last uh, thing I want to talk about. You, you, you have those guys and then you throw in that 12 personnel, the two tight end set with Pat Fryermuth and the man that I want to talk about individually, the guy who we didn't want him, but baby, prove us wrong. Darnell Washington. <laughs> Mount <laughs> Washington himself. He has also been going off in 
uh, not just with blocking. I've heard he's obviously he calls himself a six lineman. He's been doing well in blocking, but his receiving ability and he's doing exactly what Chris thought he was going to be used for. And tell the people what that is, Chris. Let them know. Well, Dom, I uh, hate to say it, but uh, I feel like I'm finally right. <laughs> and it's so refreshing because I came in and I said, I think Darnell Washington is going to be so good. I think he's going to be such a threat, but the where where he's going to be a threat is going to be strictly in the red zone. I don't think he's going to go out there. I don't think he's going to have 50 plus 60 yards, 70 yards catching on the day. He might go in, have his game statistics be three catches for 18 yards and two touchdowns because that's mm-hmm. just how it's going to be. I literally, I, I remember talking to you about this and I said, my stat prediction for Darnell Washington at the end of this year is probably going to be like 300 or 400 yards receiving and like 12 touchdowns because that's just how we're going to utilize him. How do you not? He's... He's yeah. eight feet tall. He has he has for sure hands, and he's going to be the blocking guy. You know, Firemuth is going to be the one going out for all the routes. He's still going to be a threat. But then you get Darnell out there. Ooh man, that 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 guy's going to be a low receiving but a high touchdown heavy kind of guy. And it's, and it's becoming uh, into fruition because Darnell. I believe there's a stat that he has like. 10 catches or eight catches in training camp and four of them are touchdowns used in the red zone mostly. So it's exactly what you said, Chris, it's going to be exciting to watch him in the red zone is excited to see what he can do there. And speaking of exciting to see what they can do, that's what I talk about right now, the game on tonight, when this is posted, it's probably going to be like three hours. So listen to this quick. Get all the information you can. Soak it all in before the game time because we're celebrating all day. Steelers football is back. I have a huge list, Chris, of players to watch for in the game tonight. It's huge. The Steelers have a lot of depth. We don't watch the first series and go to bed. No, sir. We watch the whole game because there's a lot of people to watch. Football's back. There ain't no time to go to bed. Who cares if it's preseason? You're not a real fan if you're not watching the whole game. We're watching the whole thing because there's people to watch all night long here's the list we got the whole 2023 class we got and you know what we can talk about them in sections chris we can talk about who's someone more that you're kind of eyeing up more from this section or we can talk about each of each person we'll go through it quickly okay but the 2023 class you got broderick tonight joe uh joey porter jr keanu benton darnell washington nick herbig and spencer anderson i I suppose no offense to spencer (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to watch all those guys, every single one of those dudes, uh, uh, and especially Nick Herbig, who you mentioned earlier with yes. number 51, because he's also been going off in training camp by studying under TJ Watt, stealing his moves, and I'm excited to hopefully see that translate onto the field. What say you? I think it will, dude. Like Literally, he taught him the ghost move, and it's been nonstop, every play, getting in there, Nick Herbig, in your face. Number 51, football, baby. That's all it is. Great, great class to watch tonight. I'm excited for each and every one of them. I agree with you, though. I think Nick Herbig is the one I'm most excited for tonight. I would say Nick Herbig. Man, it's tough to say which one's the most excited for. But Nick Herbig, I'm excited for. JPJ and some actual competition I'm excited for. See how, see how he does. Because you know, 
Baker's playing, and he's going. And I don't know if he'll be going up against him per se. But even though the, the quarterbacks for the Buccaneers aren't good, they still got good receivers. It's still Mike Evans. It's still Chris Godwin. So it's still yeah. it's still hefty competition to go up against. Keanu Benton is going to be good because because uh, Buccaneers got a pretty decent O line. Darnell Washington going to be good because Buccaneers got pretty decent linebackers. One being Devin White, who wants to be paid a bajillion dollars, and Braddock Jones. Uh, do they have any good def- def- defenders on the D line? I can't think of any. Doesn't matter. Excited to watch all of them in general. Uh, free agent Chris. We got Pat P. Hopefully he's not playing, but we'll see. Nate Herbig, Nick's brother, who I've heard is doing very well in training camp in every single position he they put him in, which is the whole point. That's why they got him. Cole Holcomb, Alandon Roberts, Isaac Siomalu, also been doing very, very good at left guard. Is he going to play tonight? We'll see. Braden Fehoko, also doing very good at nose tackle, t- destroying the run game. I'm excited to see if he can continue that in a competitive setting. Keanu Neal, is he healthy? I don't know if he is, regardless. Um, I heard he dressed the other day, didn't he? I can't remember. I get them confused with KZ because they both can be kind of injured. So, but yeah. if Neil's playing, if Neil's playing, I'll watch that. Uh, Channon Sullivan, who have, has been doing okay as a slot corner. Hakeem Butler from quick. the XFL. Yeah. Yeah, who has never hurt at the safety position. Yeah, Terrell Edmonds. Yes, I know. I'm well aware. I wish he was still on our team. A lot of people did not, but alas, he is not. But yes, I I'm agree. happy. I'm happy about our guys. I'm happy about our guys. But uh, that was one thing you. That's always the you chance. can't trade I'm that. I'm happy about our guys. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, Hakeem Butler from the XFL, Marcus Golden on the outside in relief, and Quan Alexander. Lots of guys are free to see there. Is there anyone that you're like, super excited about, or you're going to pay attention to the most? Did I say Allen Robinson? I think I did. Uh, what, what do you think, Chris? Oh, gosh. Quan uh, for sure, just because I feel like it's been so fun listening to his battles with uh, Ann McFarlane. Um, the, just back and forth between those two. Um, honestly, any of our linebackers, uh, the middle linebacker group, just because it's been such a struggle of a position for so long, I just want to see them to work well and be able to not only stop the run but cover um, Allen Robinson is probably my favorite offensive piece. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what he can actually do. And I think a lot of people are already marking him down for the count for this season, but I think he's going to surprise a lot of people and this is going to be kind of a resurgence, uh, for him. So those are kind of my big names, Dom, who, who are your go-to guys that you're looking at? I completely agree with the linebackers. I think that's going to be the, the specialized part I watched tonight. Cole, Elandon, and Quan, how they're being used, the rotation they're being used against the offense that they're seeing out there. Will they all play? How long will they play? And I, that is going to be the most interesting thing to me on the defense, especially at the start of the game and how they're being used. As far as after that, if Al Robinson plays, sure. But I, I would say people like Marcus Golden or Leaf, because I think the depth behind outside linebacker has been so bare. So with Nick Herbig, as well as Marcus Golden, Hakeem Butler, I'm assuming late in the game, trying to make the team with Mason Rudolph throwing to him will be nice. Uh, Braden Fehoka, like I just mentioned, and also Nate Herbig, because he's been doing a lot of good things. But I would say the main special part there would be the middle linebackers. How are they going to play and in what facet are they going to play? Is it going to be effective at all? Because I just watched Devin Bush play for the Seahawks and he looked pretty decent he really did and he was he, you know he had some moments where he was kind of flat-footed the, that the Steelers fans hate 
but he had some moments where he darted, he dart in there in the hole and is able to cause a separation and cause the plate to crumble down, which is what we wanted him to do forever, and it just didn't do. So I'm looking for, especially like in the run game with guys like Atlanta Roberts and Carl Alexander, to just stuff him up completely. The I don't even know who the Bucks running back is at this point, um, but they need to they need to put the clamps on it for sure because I the Bucks passing game should be the best, right? So they need to be able to put the clamps down on the on the run game for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but you know what? We gotta share some love. We gotta move on to the, our second year guys, right? Yep, twenty two sweat. I got it right here. On the MML, Chris, you tell me who you're excited for. We got KP, we got GP, we got Demarvin Leal, we got Calvin Austin, we got Connor Hayward, we got Mark Robinson. Is it, it. Is, it, is it bad to say all of them? Nope, not at all. Because it is. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Kenny Pickett did a lot of work this year. More, did mm-hmm. I say? Sorry, I said his name wrong. I meant Kenny Thicket because the oh. boy's huge. Oh, all right. Golly. This dude put on. This dude put on some muscle mass. He was drinking muscle milk all off season. I was there. I witnessed it. I forced oh, it. Shit. I made oh. him drink it. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then uh, now we got a GP who's all, you know, we already knew. We already knew what he was. But now Kenny's going to be thrown to him a lot more often. He even said, you know, whenever I see on that one-on-one look with GP, you best believe I'm throwing it that way. So we got mm-hmm. those guys. We got Calvin Austin, who I've already said, man, I'm erect. This guy is insane. I'm excited for <laughs> him to watch him play. Uh, God, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Lee, is Leal hurt? Is he? No, he's good. He's, he's right. playing now. Obviously, yeah. I want I want Leal to do well. I think he has a lot of potential. I think he, uh, you know, they're still trying to figure out exactly where they want him to be because he's kind of that like hybrid edge slash inside guy. So I don't know. It'll be cool. And then uh, Mark Robinson, we already talked about a little bit and I can't think of the other. Who's the other? Connor. Hayward. How could I forget Hayward? This guy, the man, (laughs) the myth who was also tearing it up on camp. Uh, dude, when he got in there last year, it, it was explosive. He he opened up our playbook so much. It's going to be the exact same thing. I'm excited yep. for this little little guy to be stampering around the field. The meatball, that's what they call him. I like so, it. It's fitting. So, yeah, I completely agree. Kenny Pickett, in training camp, he's looked really good. He's 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 been progressing in his reads. He's been pushing the ball down the field. I'm looking for Kenny Pickett to command the offense tonight, and I'm looking for him to... I don't know. I do not know how many series he's going to play, but I'm looking for him to lead a commanding touchdown drive. That's what I'm looking for to lead at least one. We'll start small. We'll increase it the more playing time he gets. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, George Pickens. I'm looking for him to dominate like he does. I don't expect him to play much. Leal. Where is he playing? What's he doing? How's he contributing? Uh, Calvin Austin. I'm looking for a big catch tonight. That's what I'm looking for for Calvin Austin. Just one. Just one. A big catch. A jet sweep. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Connor, uh, Mark Robinson, when he's rotating with the linebackers we just talked about, because that is a position of importance and people like him, I do want him to succeed. How is he going to play? Is he going to be more aware? Is he not going to over-pursue as much? What's he going to do when he gets in there? And Connor Hayward, who is playing more of a fullback role this year because we have three giant tight ends and he's not a big tight end. Yes, he can be used as a weapon as a tight end, but you and I talked about it in the offseason. 
like a Kyle Juszczyk, who they use in the passing game a lot for the 49ers. Can Connor Hayward play that role? Because he's dangerous with the ball in his hands, and he can run routes. Can he play the role of fullback to block for the running backs or take a snap or take a direct handoff or run out in the flat or run a route, a Texas route? He can be used in that way. So how are they going to use Connor Hayward tonight in that fullback role? Let's go. 2021 draft class. Back two years. Um, There's only one guy that I am so excited. Oh, we're gonna get to, to watch. You know what? I'll leave him off the name. I'll leave him off this list, and you tell me who you're most excited for. Okay? Because we have Najee again. Why is Najee on this list? You ask. Because I think I believe in him. I know what Najee can do, but I think if the whole line's playing, he's got people to prove wrong. I'm excited to see him do it. I got Fremuth go on this. I got Fremuth on this list. Why is he on this list? I don't even know. Let's take him off. <laughs> I'll take Fremuth off this list. I know how he plays. We got. Isaiah Loudermilk on this list. I've heard he's been coming on lately in training camp. How's he going to contribute? He's going to keep his spot. we got Trey Norwood, a potential cut option. Can he turn it around? We'll see. we got Presley Harvin third, another potential cut option. Not as consistent as a punter we'd like him to be. Can he turn it around? Can he throw a touchdown pass? Can he beat his competition of Braden Man? We'll see. And then the man of the hour. We're in the twilight zone, Chris. I cannot believe it. The favorite player we're looking for tonight from the 2021 draft class is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one, the only, Kendrick Green. But I ain't talking, I ain't talking lineman, Kendrick Green. No, no, no. No. Heck I'm no. talking, I'm talking, <laughs> you beat a level in Smash Bros. Melee, and then you get an alarm sign that says hidden character. And who emerges in that? But fullback. Yeah, that's right. You heard it. No. Fullback Kendrick no. Green. Madden no. rating, 99. 99 club already. This dude what? has been put at the fullback position. He's been trucking dudes left and right. We call him the Mack truck for a reason. I know and calls him that. I just called him that today. Uh we'll marking that. But we're doing it now because this dude is fucking huge and massive. He has become a fan favorite at training My camp, God. ladies and gentlemen. You heard it right. A fan favorite, Kendrick Green, the guy who we all despised and hated uh, because he was uh, hot garbage. It's yep. like that chance song, hot shower, but replaced with garbage. What's the difference? Yeah, seriously. But now, dude, we're giving him the ball, and he's like, dude, F it. I'm about to carry six guys into this end zone. Man, and I cannot wait to see it. Catching passes at the flat. Look for Kenja Green at full back tonight. It's happening. Excuse me, excuse me, ref. We have a uh we'd like we have a lineman we'd like to become an eligible receiver. Oh wait, we don't have to do that anymore because he's no longer a lineman. You damn right, boy. Let's go. Kenja Green, fullback. Watch it tonight. Watch the miracles happen. Miracles take place. Earning his way back on the roster. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't suck a fullback too. But I feel like when he's got time to actually move and run forward, things are going to happen. And he is a little too small to play lineman. So let's see it happen. And then with the last draft class I have on here, hilariously enough, is the 2020 draft class. Famously, only two people from that class on our team. And it was only three years ago. And one of them is a stud who's got a second contract. So we're not going to talk about Highsmith. But it's Anthony McFarland. 
Look for him tonight. I've already talked about how he's been doing well in training camp. Can he keep it up in a game time situation? I think he's going to get the rock a lot, personally. So can he keep it up? Let's look for that, Chris. Finally, we have some undrafted free agents. Is the is the undrafted free agents is the category I'm calling it, but there's also some randoms in here where I'm actually not sure where they come from. Look, I don't have the time to research everything. I got two kids, a job. Chris has got his own things going on. We can't look up where every single player comes from, but they came from somewhere. I'm just calling them UDFAs. The first two are actually UDFAs. They're Tanner Morgan, quarterback from U of N. Let's go, baby. Ski Uma. Let's go. Right here. And then David Perales, I do believe, uh, outside linebacker, was racked up a bunch of sacks in college. Um, haven't heard much about him, but just to keep an eye on him, see if he can contribute at all. After that is Kenny Robinson, safety. Heard a lot about him mm-hmm. out of uh, WVU. Uh, you also got Madre Harper. Heard some stuff about him. You got Luke Baracco. Heard about him making some picks lately. I believe he came from the XFL. And finally, Jalen Warren. But we know how good he is. But just want to see him play again. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I I got a tw- Twitter notification, and the first one was how Brock Purdy has already thrown three picks in his joint uh, practice. Oh, uh, I did see that. Yes. Yeah, but then uh, you know Barry Barry McCockner. Uh, oh ever, yeah. <laughs> he he put if he stays healthy, I really think Justin Fields can throw for twenty five hundred yards this year. He's that good. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, hmm, yep. That sounds yeah. right. So those are all the players to look out for in tonight's game. Uh, a lot of awesome players, a lot of fun things to watch. It's going to be fun to watch the whole time. We talked about, I believe, well, we haven't talked about this, but the, the best part about having all the depth on the field is that you're still going to see players have action, especially like on offense. If you want to see some of these offensive weapons, these deep weapons that we have, even Miles Boykin or somebody to catch passes, after Kenny Pickett's done, we got Mitch Trubisky. He's no slouch. He's going to move the ball down the field. After Trubisky's done against the threes and fours of the, of the opposing team, we got Mason Rudolph, who's been sucking in training camp, but he can move the ball. I know he can. So there's, there's opportunities to watch the team continuously, consistently move the ball. That's going to be exciting. I have uh, something fun that I, I kind of want us to do. It's really quick, but basically um, we are heading into the first preseason. Uh, game and obviously you and I followed the draft really closely we know a lot of players around the NFL who are finally getting to showcase their skills um, I I think obviously we haven't seen everyone play this week but I think next podcast we started off and we say who is one player that we saw play this week who we wish we could have taken and put on our team yeah I know where this is coming from <laughs> From you, last I mean, you know game. exactly. Yeah, 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 you know exactly where it's coming from. But uh, uh, I already no, yeah, know yeah, who my uh, pick would be. But I agree. Yeah, we'll we'll watch everybody yeah. play. But speaking of that, if you are a fan of football, before we end this podcast, let's talk about preseason this week. If you just want to, if you're just so excited for football to be back, but you're like, I don't know these teams. Who could I even watch in these games? Because you don't have to watch the full game if you're not a fan of these teams. Here's some players to watch. Last night uh, was CJ Stroud. It was Will Anderson. CJ Stroud did only play two series. Didn't do that great. That's okay. Um, 
Christian Gonzalez played last night. Also didn't do that great. Uh, Tank Dell played. Did do really good. Had a great and JSN. Um, catch. JSN played. Jordan Addison played. Made a really good catch. They called it complete. Uh, another person played that Chris will save for next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as far as the other games to go, we can kind of riff on this, Chris, if you think of any. But I'm just going to try to go through them quickly. We got... Tonight, if you're if you're for some reason are a heretic, you do not want to watch the Steelers. We have Falcons and Dolphins. Falcons to me, and I'm just gonna off the top of my head. We're not gonna look them up. We're not gonna research them because we just want to get this done out the door. Um, you got Bijan. Yeah, it's uh yeah, you got Bijan, Ritter. That's about it that I can think of. <laughs> uh, Dolphins, if Tua plays, the whole offense I think is fun, exciting because they're very fast and good. Otherwise. That's about it. I think for the Dolphins. Do you, can you think of any? Uh nope. Cool. It would have been Ramsey, but he's hurt. Uh, Packers and Bengals. Packers would be Jordan Love and how he plays against the Bengals defense with Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. Dobbs, uh-huh. Dubs, whatever. Uh, Bengals. Daxton Hill. Um, I know they drafted some other people I like too. They drafted Daxon Hill, who I liked last year. They drafted this year. Um, oh, we had it. We knew it already, and I've already forgotten it. Okay, no, you can't up. Google. You can't. You said you wouldn't. I'm doing it. Oh, DJ Turner and Jordan Battle. Yep, forgot about that. So people look Twitter. for there. Uh, Giants and Lions. Giants. They had Deontay Banks. Yeah, him too. <laughs> Have him. Uh, no one really else I can think of right now. Lions. I mean, from their first couple of picks, they got a, well. First of all, they have some old Steelers. They got Cam Sutton. They've got Benny Snell recently signed there. They've also got J- uh, Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, and Brian Branch, who I really wanted. So it'd be interesting to see like how those guys do. Commanders. Sam Howell. Football baby. Howell. Dotson. McLaurin. Can they score on this stupid Browns team? I think they can. How can they do? We'll find out. Oh, also, Emmanuel Forbes, who we kind of liked in the draft. We thought we just drafted too early, but he's had some picks in uh, training camp and practice. Uh, against the Browns, Deshaun Watson playing. Ho- if you want to watch him, hopefully they suck. Watch him burn into the ground and crumble into dust. Uh, you got Broncos and Cardinals. Broncos can't think of a single goddamn soul on that team I care about to watch. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Cardinals, same situation. Really don't know. Really don't. I, I, uh, Paris Johnson, right? That's about it. Yep. Titans, you got DeAndre Hopkins, who probably won't play. Caroline Burks, the banana eater. What? Oh, what's his name? oh yeah, yeah, and Malik Willis. Both of them. I'd watch both those guys. Literally forget uh, about the two highest picks for them that for like sure. you are most excited for. Yeah, so true. My bad. But yeah, Malik stadium Willis and Will Levis. New stadium looks like a brand new Xbox. Who they get in the first round? Uh, don't do it. I'm not doing it. You're I'm totally doing, doing it. it. <laughs> they got Hopkins. Uh, oh, Skaronski. Right. Boo. Skaronski, make a little game. Uh, Bears. Bears. Uh, Justin Fields, if he plays, how the new offense does. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Claypool, I guess. Um, 
Jaquan Brisker. Uh, who'd they draft the first round? Chris? Alignment. Oh, they got... No, no, no. They got... Uh, the guy oh, what's like. his name? The dude... Yeah. But we thought you could get Darnell Wright. Right, 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 right. Darnell Wright. Watch him. Uh, Colton Bills, Anthony Richardson. That's it. Bills. Dalton Kincaid. That's it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Colts have some other people, I think. Colts actually had some people in the draft I liked as well. Besides just um, Anthony Richardson. They also had. Dude, you're so weak. What? I know. Oh, yeah. Julius Brents and Josh Downs. I like both those guys. Uh, Jets at Panthers. Is Aaron Rodgers going to play? No. That's something to look out there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, probably not. Uh, Panthers. Who is their quarterback? Oh, Bryce Young. That's a good one to watch. Bryce Young. Yeah, see how he does in his first game. Jaguars, Cowboys, Jaguars. Calvin Ridley. If Trevor Lawrence plays, how's Calvin Ridley fit into that? That's exciting. Cowboys. Don't care, I guess. Deuce Vaughn, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Eagles, Ravens. Ravens are not playing Lamar. Eagles don't not not sure if they're playing their starters either. Do I care about anybody on either of those teams? Oh, I guess Zay Flowers for the Ravens. Zay, I was gonna say Zay Flowers. That's a big one. Eagles, pretty much their defense, right? Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, um, Kobe Dean. Um, oh, uh, Miles Jack now. Miles Jack. I'm pretty sure the defense is like worth watching. That's that's fun. Yeah. Uh, Charge Achille Ringo. Chargers and Rams. Tooley. My boy Tooley. Yep. Quentin Johnson. Uh, with Rams. No, if I'm saying that right. Stenson Bennett. <laughs> uh, that's about it. <laughs> I, I'm excited to watch Bennett. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yes. He plays. They play tomorrow. Hey. Yes. Then the last one. Right? Nope, two more. Chiefs and Saints. Chiefs, Justin Ross. Third season going off in, in practice. Can he be a contributor on that team? Um, Anybody else I care about? Not really. Saints, Derek Carr if he plays. Chris Olave. That's about it. Uh, 49ers, Raiders. 49ers, uh, the quarterbacks. Brock, Trey Lance, Darnold. That's probably like the most interesting thing there. Raiders, their quarterback, Jimmy G, but then their backup, who I like more, kind of went off last year. And that's kind of it there. So, yeah, there's some quick, 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 quick players to look out for this week in preseason. But, as always, we're excited about Steelers football. We're back. We're playing the Bucks. We're playing Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask. And I think we got a lot of depth. I know preseason doesn't matter, but I'm expecting a win. I'm expecting a, a fun game tonight. Hopefully, they can move the ball. And we will see you guys next week to talk about this game and talk about and preview the next one. You can follow us on all social media. By that, I mean Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, not Facebook, LinkedIn, and OnlyFans. You got to pay the extreme price, though, to see one of our nipples. And Chris, you have any last words to say? Go Steelers. Oh, I knew it.
Go Steelers. See you guys next week. Peace.